0: We are back with an all-new episode of DirtCast. I am your co-host, Madeline Davies. I am your other co-host, Megan Reynolds. Joining us in the studio at this very second is our very own Jezebel Senior Writer, Ellie Sheckett.
1: Hello!
2: Yay!
0: (laughs) It's going to be a pretty good show. I think so. Mm, Yeah. I know we talk about reality TV a lot. We do. But... We're going to keep doing that.
1: Yeah, we're just going to not stop. I hope that's
0: okay. <laughs> um, you can't
1: pick your passions, guys. That's it's true. so true. Um,
0: but today we're going to be kind of diving into forgotten Bravo shows or maybe overlooked Bravo shows. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have a very special guest in the second half of the episode. We do. Which is an actual gallery girl, Angela <gasps> Pham. There's something that the camera does that makes you just act like an idiot. So I kind of want to just get right in. I, I feel like when we like say like the dirtiest dirt. All Bravo shows are just dirty
2: dirt. All Bravo shows are pretty dirty.
0: First, I want to say like, okay, I think like the A list of Bravo shows are Your Real Housewives, Sure, mm-hmm,
1: Sure, Top Chef. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say Southern Charm is creeping in.
1: It is. It's getting in there. Well, Vanderpump at, at Rules. Vanderpump, I think right, right now, after the Rihanna Instagram,
0: yeah, Vanderpump right. Rules
1: really skyrocketed to the top. I Vanderpump would say.
0: Rules is also just the best TV show
1: it on is. television. It's
0: so. True. Um, no doubt about that, yeah, and then you kind of have these shows that sort of appear and then disappear right. Mm-hmm. They're
2: there for like one to two seasons if they're lucky. I feel like they always pop up in the summer, but I don't know if that's true. I think that's just when I become aware of them because I've exhausted All my coffee like my coffers yeah. are empty and I must find something to watch while I'm cooking dinner. What are some of the ones that you guys okay, visit? Or revisit. Well, my favorites are Kel on Earth. Oh, my God. Yes, the Kelly (laughs) Catrone. I fucking love Kel on Earth. I have a rule that there's no crying in the office. If you have to cry, go outside, okay? And if you're sensitive and somebody hurts your feelings, I don't give a This is not group therapy, so get over it. I really enjoyed NYC Prep. Uh, How are you? Tonight I have a
0: date with this girl, Daniela, who's like this really hot girl uh, that I met at a party. NY, NYC Prep is, like, Oof. a really, um... It holds
2: a, up, guys. Yeah,
0: it's, like, a very a important show to me.
2: Um, and then Tabitha's Salon Takeover.
3: You double dip, come and get your balls waxed, and then have someone else's pubic hair all over them. That's lovely. That's revolting. And that's what you sell to clients.
2: Those are my three sort of lesser... I mean, I've been saying, like, second-tier Bravo shows, which feels rude to their legacy.
0: It's second-tier, and just in that it hasn't achieved the popularity and success where right. it's like we're not saying the quality of these shows are no. second tier.
1: Right. I mean, sometimes the quality is very visibly second tier, yes. like the production <laughs> <Yes>. quality. <laughs> That's true. clearly not. They
2: didn't really throw—they didn't really have the budget to right. do right. what they could in other venues. <gasps> Those are my top three. Those are shows that I think about at least once every two months. Yeah.
0: Mm. Ellie, got anything to throw into the—
1: I sure do. I mean— I wrote Kel on Earth in all caps with a bunch of exclamation points <laughs> in my notes. Um, I just found it to be, like, such a horrific show, where, like, with this woman who was just, like, I don't know. I feel like there was a time in the early aughts when it was completely acceptable to be, like, a high-powered New York woman who was, like, totally abusive towards— yes. yes. Her staff, especially in the fashion world, like people loved that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it kind of runs with like when Devil Wears Prada
2: came out, and yeah, sort yeah, of, totally. Yeah.
1: The women who worked for her had these like gray faces. Yeah,
2: they always looked very like <laughs> I felt for all of them deeply.
1: Yeah, let's see. Uh, I think as again NYC Prep, a a big longtime favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw in Princesses Long Island. I c- always called it Long Island Princesses. Oh, it's not called Long Island Princesses? This is the big mystery about this show what? is that it it is technically princesses colon Long Island as though Bravo thought that they were going to do a bunch of different right. shows about princesses. Oh, like the but start of that, a
0: franchise. Sort right, of like the but, franchise <laughs> version of like dress for the job you want. That's really right, funny.
1: Right. But this is the only one they did. I love that show because, well, for so many reasons. It's so awful. It, it was sort of this horrible image of Jewish people, of mm. people in Long Island. Mm. Um, like, it's there's this long Bravo tradition of s- just sort of offending the local townspeople, and that was a big, <laughs> yeah. like, a big part of that it's show big was how that, angry yeah. Long Island was about it. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I have?
0: <laughs> I mean, what else is... Bravo did not create the Long Island stereotype.
2: That is true. true.
1: They you never know did
0: Long Island.
2: Yeah. <laughs> remind um, me again. I did. I have a vague memory of watching like five whatever five episodes of this of that show were that were on demand like one Thanksgiving at my dad's house and he was like why are you guys watching this and we were like we can't stop. I'm so sorry. However, the details of it remind give me just a general overview of um, what we could call plot.
1: So basically it was a bunch of women who didn't really have jobs. Yes. Um so, a few of them did, I think. But mostly it was like there was a girl, Erica Gimbal, who like lived in her parents' mansion and just like had pool parties at her parents' house as like a 29-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she was like chill with that. There was this girl named Amanda mm-hmm. who was 26 and dating this disgusting, like 40-year-old man. And she started a business called Drink Hanky. <laughs> and it's just cozies. It's like little different brightly colored cozies for your drink. Oh,
2: my God. What a brilliant idea. Um,
1: guess what, guys? Drink Hanky still exists.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she's found a measure of success, whatever you want to call it.
1: Drink Hankies is an insane... It's- it's concept iconic name.
2: It's like instantly <laughs> iconic. It's really wow.
1: Mm. Yeah. So the plot, I think, was mostly just like a bunch of them wanted to get married. The them being single and like creeping into their 30s was a really big plot point and a like a big problem.
2: My baby sister, who's 24 years old, is getting married. And I'd be happier for her if I wasn't four years older, still single, and being called an old maid.
1: First of all, I want to say hi, hi to both of you. You have a beautiful to future kids. together, and we wish you only you happiness. Well. And you will hopefully meet your soulmate. It was not like a, a feminist show per se. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think there, that show didn't really have a plot. It was just sort of yeah, funny. yeah like a lot of these Bravo shows, just people sort of milling around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love to watch people aimlessly mill yeah, in some sort enforced of like... Enforced conversation on like the patio of like an Italian restaurant at like an upscale strip mall, which is where I feel most of these things happen.
1: I feel like I would also be remiss if I did not mention Ladies of London, which is oh, a yes. recently... Sure. We recently lost that show. You can't keep everybody happy all the time. It's impossible.
0: And we all are very open,
1: honest, happy people. And we do speak our minds sometimes. Absolutely. Sorry, I've got to interrupt you. But what I've learned in the last couple of years is loyalty. I'm sorry. I agree. I am sorry with this group of people. I've never seen loyalty last a fleeting second. Um,
0: And that, that ran a few seasons. It
1: ran a few seasons. It was weird to me because it was... Far and away one of the best programs on television, but it was treated by Bravo like a second-tier Bravo show, which I never understood.
0: Right. I follow so many of them just, like, on Instagram. I because do, Because they're much more in- interesting.
1: I mean, one of them literally just moved to Dubai for no reason. And and, and now she just sort of, like, swans around. yeah. Wow! At the pool, <laughs> it sounds like a in good in Dubai. Like yeah. it doesn't sound like a good. I don't oh, know. I could do it for three months, and <laughs> it then just, like,
2: flies go from her there. hairdresser
0: out to like hang out. With yeah. Her.
2: <laughs> okay, that's a little
0: empty. And she I shares a, it's no, it's her makeup artist. Yeah. And she shares this makeup artist with Dorinda from oh Real God. Houses of New York. And
1: this makeup artist's.
0: Wow. She really,
1: like, smears orange all over her entire body. It's incredible They're to about watch.
0: They're not Caroline Stanbury. Car- yeah,
1: Caroline Stanbury is one of the cast members on Ladies of London, R.I.P. It's and- also,
0: I will say, one of, I think, two shows on Bravo that, like, had a suicide, a suicide. as a yeah. part of, like, a, I know. a thing. Oh. Although you can't really blame Bravo for that one.
1: Or, or yeah, like the,
0: Ooh, what?
1: Or really, yeah, it, it's unclear like how related. What happened? Well, so this guy, um, one of the like first season cast members who didn't return after this happened, um, was dating an older man who was in the middle of like the most expensive divorce in Britain.
0: Yeah, okay. it was like a huge tabloid yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: and he jumped off the roof. Ooh,
0: it had a lot to do with like financial. Like okay, it was like yeah, he was yeah. really in debt. Like, I don't think it was, like, the focus of the show. I think it was just, like, British tabloid
2: culture. I see.
1: Right, yeah. The first season of that show was so much about British tabloid culture. Oh, yeah, Caprice.
2: Caprice. Is there any way to watch this program? Uh, Yes, Yes. I own all of the seasons on iTunes,
1: (laughs) I think I do too. <laughs> okay, if great. We're so being I, honest,
2: <laughs> I have two sources of
1: perfect. I bought it for <laughs> a flight.
0: You. I was like, I have, I have oh, a really long flight. That's a and so I was like, idea. I'm just going to knock out Ladies of London.
1: That's it's so weird nice. how famous these people actually are because I know. when you watch the reality shows, it's like very small potatoes. Right. <laughs> technically, they're right. technically like D list. I guess. Right. But like everyone knows who they are.
0: Again, Rihanna is posting Instagrams Me- about Vanderpump rules. That's yeah. amazing.
1: And um, what was the instant that she was
2: Instagramming? Lala
0: oh, drinking was, out of the baby bottle? No, it was something, it was Tom Schwartz. It was like, Tom Schwartz waking is, up post Mexico. Yeah, binge. remembering
1: his like drinking the night before. Bo, well,
2: what are you
1: doing? Huh? Technically, I'm going golfing. Right now, I'm brushing my teeth, but like on a deeper level, I have no clue. That's not even like
0: (laughs) it's a blur. I remember bits and pieces, like I remember, you know, tequila shots, lots of tequila shots. I remember James shirtless, I remember like penis flutes,
1: dancing and kissing. And then, yeah, from there, it just sort of, I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> it was a really good moment. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> I um, also loved NYC Prep, which, mm. for people who don't know, was mm. pitched sort of as a real-life gossip girl. <laughs> mm. And so it was oh. about Upper East Side teens at, like, a private school. Or I guess it was just about a private school. They came from all all over. It definitely, like, destroyed all of these kids' lives. 100%. One of the girls was, like, her story was she was sort of the little J of the group. She was a poor from Brooklyn. Taylor? Taylor was the, like, poor one who went to public school, I think, even though she went to, like, a really good school.
2: She went to Stuyvesant. She (laughs) was, like, an excellent public school in New York.
0: But it was like her plot was like she was like wanted to be friends with the rich kids, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. So Rachel Withers, who is our new intern, paid. Okay, let's um, let's forge ahead. Here. Yeah. <laughs> who's our? <laughs> um, keep, let's
2: keep it moving.
0: She is amazing and like put together this whole thing about like where they could be now because some of them disappeared off the right. face of the earth. Poss- possibly made efforts
2: I, to scrub themselves from.
1: I got Sebastian on Bumble once. I know what? that he's on
2: Bumble, Pretty right? tight. Did, did he did? have his, like, hair flip? Was there a scarf uh, involved? Yes,
1: he had the exact same hair, in fact. Of course. Um,
0: I love that, like, the reason he was match. so hot was because he spoke French. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, he spoke, like, three words of French. Um. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and all the girls were like, <laughs> <laughs> Are you into seafood? Um,
3: kind of tart flambé. Does that mean it's like on fire?
2: Yeah, flambé.
3: Oh, excuse me. Wait, are you like actually French?
2: We,
0: oui. <sighs> someone on Reddit seven months ago posted, and this is like no way in hell this is true, right? Um, posted but it's incredible. <laughs> I just love it. I don't love it as a story, but it's just like a funny thing to make up. Um, I saw Taylor from NYC Prep begging oh for God. money on the subway the other day. It was actually shocking and pretty scary. I knew it was her right away because I knew her before the show. Poor girl. Hope she gets the help she needs. What? But some like we yeah. like. But then Rachel like I'm not going to give it away. But Rachel actually found out where she is and she's not begging. For she's money not. On the
2: subway. No. I mean, also in this note, we it also says there's a rumor that she was heavily involved with the Occupy Wall Street movement. Which all right, girl. Mm. Which you is swung like, the other way. I'm, lo- I'm <laughs> loving <laughs> it. Like, yeah. I'm loving that twist for her. That is indeed what happened. So Richard Lawson for Gawker used to
0: write these amazing NYC prep recaps, mm. and he would only refer to Taylor as Rags McTatter shanties. <laughs> 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 and so that's what I think of when I think of her.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? PC we-
0: just got married in Vegas yes. to his best
1: friend. Tiffany Trump was there. Yeah, it was a the big deal. It was very confusing. Yep. Uh, they were, it was a platonic
0: Yeah, they're not marriage. in a romantic relationship.
1: Okay, sure. I, I don't know. P- PC was like sort of trying to be the...
0: He really wanted to be Chuck best. Yeah, yeah, he
1: was like had this weird swaggering thing about him that was very off-putting. There was also Camille who was literally expelled from her fancy private school because she was on the show. I know. And her whole plot line was about getting into Harvard. And she did not get into Harvard. No, <laughs> I also just love like the charity work. They, Operation Smile. It was all. Operation it was Smile. like all these kids <laughs> pretending to care about cleft palates. That's right, because of for their college application. Yeah, it was Jessie.
0: charity, but she, also she like picked that one because it was Jessica Simpson's charity. Yeah, yeah.
2: and I love when there are new members, but I'm skeptical about meeting Camille because some people join because they just want to socialize, or they think it will look good for college. But I felt bad for Jesse. I, I can't remember why I felt bad for Jesse, but looking at these names again, the one feeling that is bubbling up is like I felt bad for Jesse, but I would need I can't remember I don't know why Jesse
0: is still working in fashion and merchandising. Then she is living ba- her dreams. Then I do feel not those,
2: feel bad for Jesse. was Take one, it one of those girls who's always like busy,
1: like yeah. working on something. Yes. Like, oh, I'm so stressed. I have so much going when on. She's, she's like, like 16, 15. Yeah,
0: right. I also love that <laughs> she was the queen bee, but was so disinteresting and um, yeah. like, n- didn't exude power in any way.
1: I mean, it was a really interesting reality show in that none of them had any personal charisma whatsoever, yeah. which is actually kind of rare now. Like, you won't see duds like this on television anymore.
0: <laughs> um, I've seen PC on the street multiple times. <gasps> really? And like every—because every time my first reaction, which is I feel like your reaction with all of these people is— Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Because you, like, kind of do know them. Right. Um, And then I, like, every time I'm like, oh, it's fucking PC. That's really funny. And then whoever I'm meeting, I'm like, I just saw PC. And they say, who? And then I have to explain it, and
2: they don't care. I just want to draw light attention to PC's marriage, which we discussed briefly. But this is a quote from his new wife from Instagram. P.S. We have never had sex. It's pure friendship. And then PC also said that they've never been involved romantically and that they would still date other people, but they're married. He said, Esme and I have taken a progressive step towards what we believe marriage should be. I need to be constantly evolving, growing, and progressing. This is something I apply to every part of my life. We did this because we wanted to finalize our commitment to each other as life partners and best friends. Life is short, and I just want to be happy.
1: Imagine taking yourself that seriously. I can't. so like— you know shit on her parade but yeah
2: does it shock
0: you no that pc has a wife that he doesn't have sex with no no
2: (laughs) no no a a female wife a a female wife no that does i am not surprised
1: i just really liked the the page six write-up of this was great because there were just all these great details um one line that stuck with me was the dumbfounded Secret Service looking on.
0: <laughs> oh, because <laughs> Tiffany, Trump was, Tiffany Trump was there. Tiffany was there, and I'm
1: like, God, what does Tiffany like? What's it like to be Tiffany Trump's Oof. Secret Service guy? I don't know, right. man.
0: <laughs> Do you think you're just like playing Snake on your phone a lot? Yeah,
1: you're probably. playing like
2: Candy Crush and just sort of like oh, mm, looking up every now and then. Like, oh, yeah. she's still doing that? Okay. Yeah, like oh, you still Tiff? Okay, cool. Back to the thing. Can I talk about another
0: what I feel very underrated Bravo show was? Yes. Which was Work of Art. It was produced by Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, yeah. And had Jerry right. Saltz as a judge.
2: Oh, oh, my God. I remember
1: this.
0: Um, one of the stars of the show was Luanne Delisep's downtown niece, Nicole. <gasps> Nicole, oh, wow.
1: who I follow on Instagram.
0: She actually was like, very pleasant and down to earth in this circumstance. That's nice. And then there was this other kid who was super in love with her named Miles. And he was this like very like sleepy art school boy mm-hmm. who was like very hot, but clearly just like a, such a shit. This whole piece for me was about setting up the most uncomfortable environment for me to try and fall asleep in. It's just been an issue with me since I've been in the competition where I've been sleeping so poorly i got to know about you the artist and about artists in general i liked that you activated the sculpture with your own body part of the performance aspect of this was my awareness of the kind of sensual nature of
2: watching someone sleep i would say it goes beyond that i would say that the
1: butthole and all of the signifiers in this piece are all about this sense of the body
0: Mm. and one time there Assignment was to make a piece of controversial art, which what? is how controversial art happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: someone says do something, yes. And basically exactly they like had to like
0: look at the piss Christ and then be oh, like, How geez. are you gonna do this? And st- <laughs> um and they were all so bad and so ham fisted. But Miles made a miss a Mickey Mouse head made out of like tiny pornographic illustrations, but together it made up the Mickey Mouse head. And oh, then he well. took it into a bathroom and oh. came on it. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Oh, he's like it really needed My. something extra, so oh. it shows him just like taking the, the his drawing into a closet and then close the door, and then you like see it later, and you're like, no, oh, that really added it. Oh, it's, now it's good.
2: That's right up Jerry Saltz's alley, though. Yeah, I think he hated it. I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked. to pivot the conversation to some of the current programming on Bravo. Specifically, a little show called Southern Charm. My buddy! Mm.
1: (laughs) That theme song is so good! It's so jaunty. It's really really just
2: like, wow. So Southern
1: Charm for those of you who are not watching yet, um, is a reality show based in Charleston, and it's this group of mostly wealthy white people um, yes. who <laughs> right. It's a strangely wide array of different ages. There's yeah. One of the stars of the show is like 300 years old. Um, yeah, she it,
0: like does all of her scenes from a bed surrounded by dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia Altschul.
1: Who has recently put out a line of— Dog caftans. Um, <laughs> Wait, with four dogs? N- no, for you. <laughs> but I you can thinking. put your dog's <gasps> face on a caftan or a She's pillow. The one responsible for that. Yeah, yes. It's weird. I, Bravo has like a f- its fair share of wow. like older ladies who are obsessed with dogs. Yeah. yeah.
0: Would she put a cat on one? Can I, don't I get a cat think so. a caftan. I feel I like think probably not. Dogs.
1: That's so rude. There are a lot of reasons why this show is good, and one Mm -hmm. of them is that it has weird characters like Patricia, who is a very wealthy art collector and philanthropist who lives in like an antebellum mansion um, and has a butler and wears like designer floaty caftans. What I do when I entertain at home is that I love to wear caftans. They're
3: comfortable. It's like wearing your nightgown. It's monkeys in space,
2: and it's fun. Isn't she bedridden? Does she stand up? She's not actually bedridden. She just has a lot of
0: scenes from bed. Gotcha. She's always
1: drinking, like, a martini. Wow. She's got a very specific thing going on. It's very, like, Tennessee Williams. I (laughs) see, I see. Okay. So there are a lot of terrible men on this show, I would say. Oh, Um,
2: Oh, 100%. There are some
1: women that are very compelling. And like, just to say at the outset... This, like most reality shows, this is kind of, when you watch The Charm, you start to like people who technically do not share your values. Yeah, right. Um, there's sort of like, it's, it, it's this very fun, bright, easy reality show, but there's a lot of like really dark shit happening also. Yes. Um, th- in the first season, a 50-year-old impregnated a 21-year-old mm. twice. Twice? Um, well, she had
0: a baby and then knocked not up again. Yeah, and then, she had, it, and, yeah, and then cat she had that? another.
1: Which yeah. one is it? So this it? It's is Catherine? Thomas
0: Ravenaugh, who is a, f- a disgraced state congressman who got <laughs> thrown out of office for cocaine possession. Yeah,
1: for, he was indicted. Um, <sighs> For cocaine, for cocaine, I think, distribution. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, and then the first season, he's trying to run again. I'm Thomas Ravnail, and I approve this message. Lindsey Graham's
3: broken your trust by backing both Barack Obama's radical Supreme Court justices.
0: And there's actually a lot of very satisfying scenes where people are like, I will never vote for you. Right.
2: (laughs) And he comes from, like, an old family. Like, his father, there's a bridge named after him. His father was in government for a while, right?
1: Yeah, well, his father was a state senator That's and a right. congressman, and the Ravenals are very, like, Old South in, in, like, a creepy way. Yeah. He's got these, like, empty eyes. Oh, my god! And this horrible laugh. He's, He's a-
0: also a raging alcoholic. And you're less than me. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. You're less. No, I'm not going to sit Thomas. here. I'm saying Demanius, get out of here. Thomas, You got to leave. Thomas. I didn't want to invite you to begin
3: with
1: He's out of his goddamn mind. And um, is facing two separate allegations of sexual assault and rape. So one of the things that's happening— I figured we
0: were building to that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we're,
2: we're getting there, yeah.
1: One of the things that's happened on this show recently, and Bravo hasn't, like, officially commented on any of it yet, but it— he has reportedly or allegedly been fired from the show. Okay. People won't film with him, apparently. Um, yeah, he's, like,
0: not invited to the reunion.
1: Yeah, because um, he, he, there are, like, multiple investigations happening.
0: Also, like, the mother of his children is a very troubled woman who has dealt with a lot of substance abuse issues. She has come out the other side.
1: Yeah, I mean, she I seems also, okay now. I think it's really like she was literally a child when Well no. I mean not literally. <laughs> she was twenty one, but she was very young and Well and
0: people were like, she's fucking crazy. And
2: it's like, no, we're he's like, we're talking about Catherine. Catherine, Catherine. Calhoun so, Dennis. Oh so yes. yeah. Okay. And that
1: was the other that's the other awful thing about Thomas is that he says things that are like, Well, you're incredibly racist, aren't you? Um he he would always talk about Catherine's good name. Oh yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> Catherine is a descendant of John C. Calhoun Who was a big defender of slavery. Yeah. Big, big, super into slavery. I think that's probably true
0: for most of those people.
1: Yeah. Well, no, he was like the guy that was like the most into slavery. He He was was like more into slavery than everybody else. Everyone was like, hey, you're too, you're
2: really into slavery, bud. Yeah, that was wow.
1: There are also some women on the show that I want to talk about because they're so. Interesting. Yes, please. Can we start with Cameron? I,
2: lo- I like Cameron so Cameron far. who is a um who was
0: on Real World San Diego. That's yes. right. When she was 19. Yes. That's
1: right. She's now a real estate agent. Good. She is like sort of the central figure in the show and kind of the narrator. I
0: love her narration. It's
1: almost like I'm just kind of getting sick of myself. <laughs> I feel like I'm too self-involved. I don't want to be that self-involved. Because it's gross. I also recently found out that she voted for Gary Johnson, which sort of fucked me up for a minute.
0: Did you think she was
2: a Democrat?
1: I wanted to hope. I mean, it's nice to have hope. Um, I
2: appreciate that.
1: There's also Chelsea, um, who Cameron calls Chelsea, um, (laughs) and she was on Survivor.
2: Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Love it.
1: My name is Chelsea. I'm 26. And
2: I'm a medical sales rep in Charleston. Chelsea is made for this game. She is fit. She comes from a country background. She can shoot a gun.
1: She's and also, like, very comfortable, comfortable, comfortable being single in her early 30s, which is, like, a totally normal thing, but also not something that is normally portrayed on reality TV, I mm-hmm. think. Right. So that's an interesting dynamic.
0: One of the more recent episodes kind of was a tipping point in the Ravenel story. Oh. In that His new girlfriend, Ashley, is about as insane as he is. And there's all of these stories about them, like, launching secret harassment campaigns against other cast members. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates her, like, more than they hate Thomas, which feels almost unfair.
1: So Ashley basically... She's. It's almost like she studied like every reality television Mm. show villain and just decided to make herself like a composite of that, and then turn it up ten points. There's a moment where she screams at Catherine and tells her she's a bad mother and says all this like kind of defamatory stuff.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I see those children more than you see them.
1: You don't see how they come back after the weekend with you. I I see it. And tell me about it. This this is what I hear from the nanny. Tell her the to a nanny. The, the one that you fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Catherine does not have custody of those children. Right. She, Thomas does because of Catherine's substance abuse issues. She went to rehab. She, like, sought treatment. She's doing really well, okay. it seems. But... In the meantime, her son was in the hospital for something, mm-hmm. and she like wasn't allowed to come see him. And that's one of the things that Ashley says she's like, well, "How many times do you visit your son in the hospital?"
2: Oh God, uh, and that's uh, awful. But
0: it's like kind of an amazing because Catherine was kind of everybody's villain for so long. It was sort of amazing to watch them like rally around her.
3: I it, I just felt sick to my stomach. What I, she
0: said was disgusting. I mean,
1: we'll terrible,
3: just, terrible. Yeah. Like their kids are going to. See that one
0: day. One of the guys, Shep Rose, is like Shep. the nicest golden retriever man of all time. His teeth frighten me very much. Oh, so. I would bang the hell
2: out of him. <laughs> I'd also have sex with he Shep. Would, and I'm like, he would be bad at it. I'm super. But I what? would. No, but I would. I meet, don't care. <laughs> I would meet Shep in some dark bar and be really upset at myself, but I'd definitely have sex with him. I
0: think he's secretly a sociopath. But yep. I, you know, I'd
2: still do it. I'd still hit
0: it. He's like a very nice person who kind of gets he along with everybody nice. Very and dumb, even but, said, yeah. he said he was like he's like I've never said this about anybody but I don't like Ashley and everyone's so I was like, like I, Whoa. I hate
1: her <laughs> 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 yeah the funny thing about the show is that whenever there's a fight there's always a couple people like off to the side being like it's not my place to intervene <laughs> <laughs> that's Which that's, that's like actually
2: that's incredible <laughs> anywhere I, else <laughs> no I love that they're just I love that that's yeah, really nice like,
0: I don't know one of the women's ex-boyfriends was like, should I get it no, no, she's handling it. Whitney also Oh Whitney is I have a story about Whitney. Whitney is Patricia's son.
1: Oh, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Whitney's also a producer on the show. Oh. Um, hello. He yeah. I think the show see, was like par- I see, I partially see. his creation. I saw Whitney you in did? LA. Oh. So here's what happened. Please. I was at Soho House with Kara Brown. Mm. Um our departed colleague. It's where
0: Jezebel employees always <laughs> hang out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: you know, <laughs> It was super casual. I go there all the time. I, I love um, it
2: <laughs> Okay.
1: He was across the room. His back, like he was like several hundred feet away from me. His back was to me. He doesn't have like a super memorable head or body or Mm, any... There's mm -hmm. nothing, like, memorable about Whitney except for that it it looks like he's had a facelift. Yes, it does. um, Multiple. But I recognized him from really far away from behind (laughs) and sped across the room (laughs) to get closer and followed him to the bathroom where he turned around and I casually also turned around and walked away. (laughs) But I, um, I've never been so right about anything in my life, and I was really excited. I wish
2: I had seen that.
1: Yeah, it was it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, I would say a really cool. Uh, it was a cool personal moment for you. Cool personal moment mm-hmm. for me. Something definitely to brag about on a podcast.
0: <laughs> I also think we need to like make it very clear, T. Rav Thomas yeah. is like not a funny character. No, he's no.
2: reprehensible.
0: He's a, like a an he's actual like, bad person. He's really yeah.
1: gross and awful. And it's it for most of the show they treat him like, oh, it's just T Yeah. Being he's just like T-Rab. a he's just
0: like a drunk clown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he he's... once got drunk and fell into the pool while holding his infant daughter. What? Yeah.
2: Holy shit. Yeah,
0: um. and again, I've always have felt like the whole thing with Catherine where it was like she's the crazy one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, she's twenty. Mm. And mm. you are over twice her age mm. and are disgusting right my mom wants to make it very clear that shep is a liberal <laughs> <laughs> um, she loves him she's always like because i think i told I think her shep
1: voted for gary johnson also dang
0: <laughs> what she said to me is she's like oh he's always tweeting anti-trump stuff
1: i mean i don't think he likes trump i think like several of them are very anti-trump but i don't think they're liberal <laughs> <laughs> all right you can tell my mom that <laughs> There's a tension this season also between the men and the women, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, there's, like, a lot of talk about the good old boys and oh. their system that, like, keeps them from facing consequences.
2: Oh. Oh, that show um, and Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. It's, Yikes.
1: It's interesting. They were, like, outwardly racist. If they are, and I'm sure that some of them are, yeah. they edit it out. It, it's not, like, a. Pol- they don't talk about politics okay. on the show. Okay. Except for when Thomas— <laughs> Ran for the Senate. Sure. There are just like little things where it's com- a little offhand thing. It's like dog right. whistle
2: racism. Yeah. Okay. That's because that's what I've gotten from watching literally just the first like three episodes.
1: Yeah. I think Patricia, I read, I was just reading, owns Robert E. Lee's bed Ew. in her house.
2: Jesus Christ. Which is like,
1: why would you ever want that in your house? The cursed <laughs> it's, item. It's very.
2: um.
0: You can tell that all of them are people who, like, if confronted with their own biases, would be like, I don't know. I love everybody. You know, like. (laughs) Right. It's like our housekeeper's like a member
1: of the family. Yeah. (laughs) That type of thing. Totally. I feel like uh, having grown up in Kentucky around a lot of really rich white Southern people, I Mm -hmm. feel like part of what I like about this show is watching it. It's sort of like an exercise in feeling happy that I'm no longer there. Yeah. Because it's just this such a weird bubble. I mean, everywhere is different. The South is not a monolith, as oh. Anthony Bourdain has once said. Mm. But it is—there are similarities, and it's very—I don't know. It's it's it, There's this groupthink that happens that's very interesting.
0: And I feel like that's true for a lot of these reality shows, where it's right. like not so much like aspirational as much as it's—
2: Like anthropological, in yeah. a way. Because, I mean, I think that's—I remember when we talked to— Sally Ann Salsano, the Jersey Shore creator. Yes. She was saying that was like there. It, it's it is very anthropological. She looks for groups of people. Like that's what makes a good reality show, like a group of people whose lifestyle is not what other people would normally see. And then sort of train you train your lens on that. And you're sort of working with the stereotypes a little bit, but then also trying to work against them. And it's just like That's how, I mean, all of these shows are, like, finding, like, below deck focuses on, like, yachting.
1: I feel like there's this idea of the South on this show that is constantly being performed. Yes.
2: Oh, yes.
0: That's the notion I got Um, as well. Um, Like, it feels like a Tennessee Williams play.
1: Yeah. It's, they go to these, like, (laughs) balls that are not, (laughs) like, I don't know. I don't buy it. It's kind of, like, they're real, but, like. I feel like 24-year-olds in Charleston are not going to mask balls. I could Mm. be wrong. Mm. Prove me wrong. It's It's
0: far from your reality. It's
1: far from my—yes, exactly, (laughs) Maddie.
0: We are very fortunate to be sitting here with someone who actually knows the ins and outs of being a <laughs> Bravo <celebrity>. Leopardy. <laughs> uh, we have Angela Pham from Gallery Girls. Um, also, she looks amazing, I'll say.
3: Yeah. That's oh, true. Thank very
0: you. <laughs> thank you. It is very summery, my dress.
3: But I'm really excited to be here. This is it's fun revisiting. My shame.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> Every Monday by Bravo. New York is the kind of place where everyone's just fighting
3: to survive. Our world is super cutthroat. You really have to stick out if you want to get
0: to the top. So I want to—we're going to go back in time. Okay. We're going back we, we, we're, to you being approached to be on this show. How did that happen? My friend Chantal, um, I think, responded to a Craigslist ad,
3: and then she— She kind of roped us all in, and initially I I didn't understand because I had nothing to do with the art world the way it was posed. But yeah, they kind of whittled down the cast, and they like submitted a sizzle reel, and then they chose me, and I was just shocked. Like I don't, (laughs) I don't know how I made it on.
0: It's very funny that you said like you like weren't a part of that world even. No. And then it was just like <laughs> No, <laughs>
3: you do it. it was totally inorganic. Yeah. I don't really understand. Because I was a photographer and maybe that was like the only kind of like tenuous tie to the art world mm-hmm. was that I was a creative. But you right. and
0: Chantal were actually friends going into this and
3: Yeah, Chantal and I were good friends. We um worked in retail together like in college. And we knew Claudia too.
0: Yeah. So that at least yeah. at least it was like you guys. That knew was each the real other. part. Yeah. We right. were all so the friendship
2: friends. was like yeah, and we're yeah. still
0: really, really good friends. Well, that's oh, That's great. I mean, yeah, you like went through this traumatic experience together. Yeah. You're we, bonded for life. We've never, Yeah, we never mention it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Your gallery girl tattoos
2: don't really show that often. <laughs> oh, boy. But then so you agreed and it happened. So gallery girls sort of aired before Bravo sort of hit. Where it is right now, like its peak. Mm-hmm. It was a part of its like first swell okay. of reality shows, sort of.
1: There's something about Gallery Girls that felt very experimental and like early. Bra- I don't know. It was sort of cobbled together. Nobody really knew why, like each person was on the show. Everybody was sort of
3: kind
0: of
1: running in around.
3: Maybe that's why it didn't get a season two.
1: I still I enjoyed it.
0: it. <laughs> Do you feel like you? benefited from going into this, like not really knowing the reality TV business? Or was that sort of a hindrance in a way? Like, I think my hindrance was knowing too much about reality TV, okay.
3: only because I had been kind of obsessively watching Real Housewives of Orange County. And I'm from Orange County ever since I was in high school. So it kind of dictated how I wanted to present myself and how to act on camera. Whereas my friends like Chantal and Claudia obviously didn't watch that those sort of shows are like engage in pop with pop culture so um i think that was kind of good for them because they could act a little bit more authentically and i feel like i was always kind of hamming it up in a way that i thought a bravo audience would want to see That's so you know i was always trying to get naked trying to go wild <laughs> i wanted to be a tamra like oh my god i, I, I was, was gonna ask like that.
0: who your role model would be <laughs>
3: Um,
1: was the Lambda thing, the look at me device, was that like a real thing that you believed or did you sort of bring that out for the show?
3: That was created for the show, <laughs> oh my, my little Lambda acronym. I was dating a writer at the time and uh, we would just sit around and just like shoot the shit about what is like the most ridiculous thing I could say on a camera. Oh my
1: God. So That's-
3: like at my art show, we were like, I was discussing my artwork like in a self-serious manner and being like, my artwork is all about like being uh, on the precipice oh. of moroseness or something like that. And he, he coined the phrase and I, yeah, I Teetering took it. But on the
1: precipice of moroseness. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. But it's also <laughs> so
0: fascinating, like the level of self-awareness to like be like, yeah. all right, I'm going to kind of ideally like have fun with this and like create a character yeah but totally. then you kind of have to live with that character Totally, yeah and like people who watch don't know that that was like a self-conscious move yeah of course.
3: Um, but no it was like hours of me just like making fun of myself and having fun with it yeah and that was kind of my approach too i really wanted to just it to be a fun memory and an experience in my life
0: yeah do you do, is it
3: i really don't have any regrets i think that the pace in which like New York City moves, I think people forget things pretty easily. And I'm kind of probably in like my fourth iteration of who Angela Pham is. (laughs) Um, So I think New York is very forgiving in that you could have fun and then people forget. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe I'm just telling myself that. No, I think that's true. Yeah.
0: I don't know. And, like, you're, like, a working photographer. You have a job. You're not,
2: yeah, you know, yeah.
3: I have a, trying to I have a real to, job. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, like— telling myself that. Yeah, well, you didn't try to parlay this into, like— Handbags. Handbags or, like, whatever. Fritching. Empowerment Fritching speeches. speeches. Empowerment <laughs> speeches. Like, you didn't try to continue to stay on, like, the reality TV. I mean, I'm on my path. podcast
3: media tour right now. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I mean, right? thank
2: you so—we're so, so on.
3: <laughs> this is where it's going to start I don't even again. know what I have to promote on this show right now. Besides my photography business. That's, a, yeah. that's an excellent thing to promote. I mean, that
2: promote. seems like a, a, a good thing. Like a good thing.
0: Uh, do you feel like any part of it was an accurate portrayal of the art world, or was it all sort of theatrical? And was it all sort of, I don't like know, does any of it like ring as reality to you? I th- feel like it was not an accurate representation
3: of what the art world really is. Not like I'm actually in the art world, but... No, I mean, all the scenes, you know, are fabricated. and but I do feel like how we were portrayed as people is kind of just like um uh, an exaggeration of who we really are, right. So I was this crazy, like fashionista, boy crazy artist. And like, I am that person, but not that extreme.
0: right. You're just pushing it to like be totally. your most entertaining self, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about like the Manhattan Brooklyn divide?
1: Yeah, there did seem to be, like, a very real tension between the blondes and the brunettes on the show. Like, there were there were these, like—and and it sort of reflects something that's real in the city, which is, like, the people that live in Murray Hill or whatever and wear boat shoes and the people that are, like, a little weirder. Um,
0: live in Bushwick and—
1: Right. I don't know. What does that feel know. like from the inside? Did you feel like that was played up? I mean, it's such a simplistic sort of divide, right? Yeah. And like,
3: right. such an easy way to, like, pit two, two groups of girls together. Mm-hmm. But in truth, I did not like those uptown <laughs> girls. Like, yeah. even though I, don't, I live in Manhattan now, I still think of myself as the the Williamsburg Hipster girl, even though that's not what Williamsburg is anymore. Is but not, no, no, not no, no, no. At all. no yeah. so a Whole Foods there, <laughs> who
2: lives a block away from the Whole Foods. It is not. Oh yeah, you live on I've Bedford. I lived, lived there for like eight years.
3: Yeah, I, and it's yeah.
2: changed like. Completely since I've.
3: Yeah, been I mean, there. even when I moved in, it yeah. was
2: just um, a long time ago. But, the whole thing. No, I
3: still consider myself like a little bit of a renegade and I'll never be part of like the blonde crew and I never was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a funny, interesting story arc. But yeah. I've...
0: I was re watching a, a clip where you tell one of the blonde girls that she looks like she's from Orange County and she's like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, I
1: was just watching that clip also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: You live California. California, Orange County. I lived there for like three years. Really? Yeah. You look like it. You look like an OC oh, girl. I
0: miss it so much. I love it. I know. I, know.
3: I know. Orange County doesn't have the best reputation for diversity or culture or anything interesting. Yep. I love Orange County because me and my friends were considered freaks and weirdos. One of the last things that I kind of want to do is surround myself by the types of girls that made me want to leave in the first place.
2: Well, oh, I just wanted to say hi. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> and
3: we've delved into something very odd here. Yeah. You look like you're from Orange County. I lived in Orange County. I know, you look like one. <laughs> <laughs> it was my attempt to, like, throw shade. It was not that funny. But um, <laughs> but also, no, I actually like... love Orange County.
0: I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I made fun of Orange County because I love it. Secretly love it. <laughs> it was actually that, that little part was sort of interesting in that it surprised me in that a lot of these Bravo shows, like, don't really talk about race in such an explicit way and like you bring it up right away like in like a very like like a surprising in a good way type Mm -hmm. of thing where you're just like yeah like I don't know those like remind me of like the girls I went to high school with who were all blonde and all white and all this and all that and it's just like it was just really kind of refreshing to just hear it sort of labeled that way Mm -hmm. when that's kind (laughs) of how all of those shows are
1: right and I think a lot of the people that moved to New York kind of have that mentality of like I want to get away from the people i went to high school with <laughs> right and like i'm annoyed when i have to hang out with people like that in new york
0: yeah yeah <laughs> which is yeah. why we hang out at boutique.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is chantal up to <laughs> Chantal is everyone's favorite character she was she, she had like this weird scene that i'll never forget and i don't know why where she was just talking about her French press coffee. <laughs> I don't know.
3: She's like as pretentious she as she is on the show, but in a lovable way. Yeah, Sure. I think she's um, going to be summering in the Loire Valley that sounds in nice. uh, all of August with oh. her fiance um, oh, on like a natural her. wine vineyard. Oh my god! Like <laughs> her life is just. It's so fake to me, but— No, I mean, like, she's a real person, like, but, like, the stuff that comes out of her mouth is so funny, but um, I love her.
1: What happened when End of Century closed? Like, what do they do—what do Claudia and Chantal do now?
3: I think Claudia moved upstate. I don't really Mm. talk to Claudia. I also live upstate now, partially. Oh, nice. And— Chantal moved to Los Angeles and started like a creative agency, and they represent photographers.
0: I was looking at a sort of like where are they now thing for research, and the, the thing for for Claudia was that we don't really know where she is, but she recently was selling a couch on Apartment Therapy. Wow, <laughs> they did deep. So that's like it was, like, good it was like it was like she's either that's, moving that's, or renovated, <laughs> which I'm like that's like that was such.
2: Like, She's in the florals. <laughs> She's <laughs> one of those girls. Like, cause they just oh, I get okay, it. Like flower arranging. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yes. You know the type. I know exactly the type. Yes. Yeah. If you were approached to do a reality show now, would you consider it? Yeah. You now, would you consider it? What or, would it be
0: about? It's just like the which, Angela Fam show. Yeah. <laughs> but,
2: it's like out of all the casts, they were like, "We want Angela's story." Would you? Would you agree?
3: Uh, if they paid
0: more than gallery girls, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if they pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's always so crazy wow. to me. That's what it boils down to, isn't yeah. it? Right. Mm-hmm. Of course I would do it.
3: Yeah, yeah. money's money. I need to maintain my upstate lifestyle. That's yeah.
0: right. <laughs> you want to go to the Loire Valley sometime. Exactly. I well, had- my boyfriend's not going to pay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> got to pay for my own way.
0: Well, you're going to have to dump him for the show. <laughs> <you know, laughs> Definitely. On line. camera.
3: I actually had a boyfriend throughout the whole filming of Gallery Girls and it's funny because my whole story was about like finding a boyfriend but wow yeah you're just like you're like yeah I wanted a
0: second one (laughs) fair enough (laughs) you wanted a tv boyfriend
3: yeah what did your
2: boyfriend think of the show like when you were filming it like what was his general reaction to he
3: was just always shaking his head like in like shame and like embarrassment (laughs) (laughs) but also we were laughing at it okay so it was funny
2: good yeah that's good.
0: The you, like salary thing has always really fascinated me because it's like I know like Vanderpump Rules is one of the most successful TV shows on Bravo and those guys get paid next to nothing.
1: Yeah. They um, told
0: you how much they get paid? Well, it's like there It's I think it's public. In for, like it's like basically they make like $4,000 an
1: episode or something.
0: <laughs> that's no, awesome. yes. that's so generous. I, <laughs> yeah. I, was,
1: I, I was mean something where it's like most of them make $10,000, Jax makes like $20,000.
0: I think this was a couple of years ago because okay. I remember one of Inflation, them yeah. one, Inflation. one <laughs> of them tried to like stand off with the producers. Tom Sandoval tried to be like you oh my need God. to give me more than $4,000 an Tom episode. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, "No, you can just leave the show." <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he, he, they called his bluff.
2: And he was like, never mind. I'm still doing it. <laughs> oh, that's... I wonder how much the housewives get paid.
3: I mean, with season one, you don't really have, like, a lot of negotiating power, right? right. Like, if it's a new show, like, um, you don't know how it's going to do, so... Right. Like, I had to pay for my own photo
0: show for, you oh, know, God. my wardrobe. There was no hair and makeup. It was, it was very janky. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, I think you can, with those early shows, you can kind of see that in production even, where it's just totally. sort of like... I don't know. Like those shows are so cheap to make and they make them for yeah. that reason. So it's just like right. they're not going to add on expenses. Totally. Yeah. Do you feel like being on that show has damaged your life at all? Do you feel like it's benefited it? I'm interesting to hear what like the aftermath of that is. When
3: the show aired, I had a lot of anxiety kind of rewatching it and reliving it. So I went on vacation a lot when it aired. But now that like how many years has passed, seven years, I have no re- regrets at all. And I didn't really have regrets um, at the time. But I just think life is all about like occurring interesting, unique experiences. And I'm like such a pop culture fanatic that it was so cool to go through that process. And that's why I'm here today. Like I wanted to see what a podcast studio is. I love podcasts. So I just, my life has lost philosophy at that time was just not to say no and yeah it's still not like i just things, love yeah. yeah absorbing new crazy but dumb experiences <laughs> that's a very healthy way of thinking. yeah it really it is seems, yeah that's good that yeah.
1: seems right <laughs> that is i think yeah, that like, is right you know you
3: can die tomorrow like i want to say i want to show my my kids that i was on gallery <laughs> yeah, like,
1: maybe i don't
0: yeah like don't do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Um,
3: cautionary tale what does your parents think I didn't let them watch it, but I think they watched it anyway. We're an Asian family, so we just don't discuss those things. I understand. (laughs) We just never bring it up. I understand.
1: (laughs) Did you notice people changing for the camera when people were filming versus when they weren't? Or I guess this is just for the people that you were friends with before. Did you feel like you guys were kind of performing with each other or did it just feel... Authentic.
3: Oh, no. You, you feel I mean, totally stiff. And mm-hmm. like, whenever a camera's on you, you know, or whenever it's like someone's taking a picture of you, you automatically change and adjust yeah. who you are, even like in front of different groups of people. You're always constantly performing. And especially with the camera, you are very, very self conscious. So you
0: did oh, not have that thing where it's like, oh, you forget it's there.
3: No, absolutely <laughs> not. I was hamming it up and like <laughs> yeah. people were very emotional on camera. There's something that the camera does that makes you just
1: act like an idiot. <laughs> were there any like <laughs> Big fights that happened off camera because of something that happened
3: on camera? Nothing big or explosive, but maybe just, like, small resentments that kind mm. of grow deeper and deeper. <laughs> right. Or, <Cool>. Yeah.
2: Perfect. <laughs> yeah, those great. are so good. I love, th- love I,
0: those. I don't recall—so, pardon, but did gallery girl, girls have, like, confessionals? Like one-on-ones. Um, what's that? You know, like on the Real Housewives, it'll be like Tamara being like, "I didn't know what Shannon was talking about."
3: It. Oh Back yeah, we had k- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are like,
2: those shooting those? Those are very confusing
3: because they always want you to like form full sentences mm, right. and talk in the present tense, which right. is very confusing. So yeah, it's it's pretty hard. To recount. I love watching those on Real Housewives, like connecting there, have to talk about the scene, and it's just interesting to would, watch.
1: Would they like show you the scene before you had to talk about it to remind you what happened? Because I, if I have the memory of like a 90 year old, and if I yeah, had same. to recount something that happened three months ago, I don't know. What I can I would hardly do.
2: remember like last week. So <laughs> I yeah, know. It'd be very stressful. No,
1: but the, the, you, fill the, you film those like maybe two days after. Oh, okay.
3: And yeah. And they ask very leading questions. So, like, right. they basically tell you what to say. And sometimes they would tell you what to say.
0: Right. Like, so how did you feel when X, Y, Z and you have to respond? Right. Like, they, when X, Y, Z did it. put the words have, in your you know, mouth, right, essentially, right. with the questions. Did they do your hair and makeup and wardrobe for those?
3: No. Not <laughs> even.
0: <laughs> Damn. so rude.
3: Yeah. Terrifically
0: rude. <laughs> wow. I mean.
3: And I didn't know how to apply makeup.
0: So, I mean, you looked good He looked fantastic. Oh, thank like, you. He looked wonderful. I guess that's I was like one of the benefits is. of being like a Dewey 20 something <laughs> at FBM
3: reality exactly. TV. Exactly. <laughs> Do you still get
1: recognized?
3: Yeah. Once I was in Dunkin' Donuts, and I never go to Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like ashamedly ordering like a milkshake. And then some man was like, Hey, aren't you Angela from Gallery Girls? And I was like, <sighs> No. And I like ran back home, and then I got this Facebook message. From this man being like, I just saw your doppelganger at Dunkin'
2: Donuts and she was very rude.
1: <laughs> that's so weird. Also, like that's that, the one
3: time I denied being crazy. Angela Pham.
2: That's extremely fi- – yeah, that is extremely <laughs> weird and extremely fucked
0: up. But I yeah, think. once in a while I get recognized. I would, ama- uh, God, I would imagine you get a lot of people who are like, do we go to high school together? Yeah. Like – i feel like that is the for the first three
3: years after the airing i got that a lot but not not anymore That's yeah. and i'm out in the city a lot like people could recognize me from so many different things just from like shooting a party or something right you're yeah.
0: you're a woman about town mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um when you watch reality tv now mm-hmm. do you feel like you can see the puppet strings more clearly than before
3: Yes. I, yeah, I think that it's, you could tell when producers are getting involved and when things seem authentic or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But I don't watch that much reality TV anymore. Because since Gallagher's, I mean, there's been like such an explosion of great television. I remember like when Gallagher Girls was coming out, I think Girls was on HBO. I am. Sure. And I mean, that was, that was a good show. And Ever, anything that's come since then is just like more entertaining than reality TV for me.
2: Yeah, it's a very healthy way to live.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, but reality TV
2: is fun. But no, I know, I, have have a no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. stuff
1: that doesn't rot your brain completely. Is good. <laughs> stuff that makes you like think about
2: <laughs> other think stuff about rather than like why humanity is like on a like a crash course for like disaster. <laughs> but that's what
0: every every scripted show is about.
2: At, at this point yeah
0: Think of like Westworld is like that sure all of these shows are just it's basically so, so artful
2: yeah <laughs> that's the that's so high the, budget yeah that's the <laughs> difference know. call just me
0: really when call budget. me when there's someone as interesting as Tamara on Westworld <laughs> and I and I'll take back everything I'm saying
1: she has a point <laughs> a
0: bold, bold statement
2: you heard it here first
0: great roles for you know adult women Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. meaty roles
1: cool sure
0: yeah i barely watch any scripted tv
1: i mean there's just so much reality tv that (laughs) who has the time i i feel like it's it is bad though because i do feel like i spend so much time watching shows that actively work to make me less smart um and (laughs) but they're so enjoyable. I think I mentioned
3: I heard you guys mentioning like you love reality TV because everyone's such a mess, hmm. yeah. right? And there's that element of Schadenfreude where yeah. like, yeah, I love my life.
2: Yeah, like I'm great. Sucks. Yeah. Um okay, Angela, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for this having me. This has been me. so nice.
0: So this has been a mostly fun and sort of trivial episode about, you know, something silly that we all get really into, but we would be remiss not to mention the deaths of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain this past week. Two major losses. I know Anthony Bourdain at least has like meant a lot to me and like what I've learned about food and he's made me think about food and not just me. I think he's made a lot of people think about food in a way that's more global and more dynamic than just what we put into our bodies. And it's just, it's really, really sad and not to be saccharine or trite, but if feelings of depression are getting overwhelming for you, just know that there are people who love you and would miss you um, if you weren't here. So we're going to drop in the number of the suicide hotline. Never be afraid to call it. It's one 800 273 TALK, which is 8255. We love you as our listeners, and we know that there are people who love you even more than that.
2: Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you to Ellie Sheckett and Angela Pham. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Majinomo Fidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Our intern is Rachel Withers. If you want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think, hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. You can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.